Hello friends and welcome to the Page Chewing Podcast. My name is Steve and today we will be exploring poetry once again, another poem by Robert Frost. We will read the poem first and then we will go back and examine stanza by stanza what each one may mean. I love poetry because every word has meaning, the rhythm, in, in, in the writing, all those things mean so much in, in poetry because there's so much conveyed in a small period of time that all of it is dripping with meaning and feeling and emotion. So we will read uh, this poem. If anyone would like to ever join me for one of these on the podcast, please let me know. And we will set something up and it'd be great to have it back and forth on poetry. And maybe I'll learn something. I'm no expert by any means. I'm just someone who's trying to learn a few things and trying to, to share, to share that experience with anyone who's willing to listen. So thank you for listening if, uh, if you enjoy these. So let's start first with uh, This is Acquainted with the Night by Robert Frost. I have been one acquainted with the night. I have walked out in the rain and back in the rain. I have outwalked the furthest city light. I have looked down the saddest city lane. I have passed by the watchman on his beat and dropped my eyes unwilling to explain. I have stood still and stopped the sound of my feet, when far away an interrupted cry came over the houses from another street, but not to call me back or say goodbye, and the further still at an unearthly height, one luminary clock against the sky, proclaimed the time was neither wrong nor right. I have been one acquainted with the night. Wow, that's uh, that's a lot for that one. So I love the, I love this one. Uh, it's wonderful. So first I'll tell you what, what I kind of what I took out of it, my initial reaction reading each one. It will go like I said, stanza by stanza. And then I'll I'll go and discuss what other people have taken out of it. We do have a, a forum thread on our forums and we, we each take turns. You know, anyone who's interested can kind of break it down and give their thoughts. And I'll read a, a few of that, a few of those posts too, just to get varying opinions on, on what the poem means or may mean or what people take out of it. So first, let's talk about what my what my reactions were for the first one. So the first one, I have been one acquainted with the night. I have walked out in the rain and back in the rain. I have outwalked the furthest city light. So first, I think we should probably discuss what acquainted means because it's in the title and it's the first line acquainted with the night. So what does acquainted mean exactly? It is known by or familiar with another. So, okay. So that means that this person is feeling one with the night. It's kind of like almost like a friend or something that gives you comfort or something that you feel comfortable in. You, you, you know, the night. Okay. So usually typically darkness has a negative connotation to it. Um, I have walked out in the rain and back in the rain. I have outwalked the furthest city light. Okay, so it is what we're familiar with. Um, walking out in the rain and back in the rain, that tells that that maybe wonder is it something like like life struggles, like we've had our ups and downs, our peaks and our valleys. Um, and I have outwalked the furthest city light. That screams to me loneliness because you've outwalked the furthest city light. You walk out into the darkness, almost like you're 
almost in an accepting way, like you are venturing away from home, you're venturing out into the darkness, into the unknown. And there's a very, it's like almost like a sense of dread kind of pours over me with that line. I've outwalked the furthest city light. Um, so you're, you're by yourself, you're alone and away from others. And I almost, the fact that you walked, not ran means that it was like a slow process. Like you, you are, it's a slow descent, almost like a slow, a slow uh, process. So this, the second stanza, I have looked down the saddest city lane. I have passed by the watchman on his beat and dropped my eyes, unwilling to explain. Okay, so this one, I have looked down the saddest city lane. So this, are, are we an observer? Is this person observing the saddest city lane? Or is it the saddest city lane because everything, that's their world, is, is sadness, is loneliness? Does every city lane seem sad to him or to this person? But still it screams loneliness to me. Now the second line made me pause because I have passed by the watchman on his beat. So that almost made me wonder, is this person guilty of something? Is it, um, why mention the watchman? Why mention, why mention that? Um, what exactly does that mean? And the fact that dropped my eyes, unwilling to explain means maybe are you ashamed? Are you unwilling or scared to, to face someone or something? Are you guilty of something? Are you avoiding the watchman? Did you see or witness something? That's kind of what, um, so I mean, it made me wonder, is this person hiding something? If they're unwilling to explain, is it because of the things they've seen that they're, that they're, it's been so, such a, a negative experience that they don't want to talk about it. That's kind of what I took out of it. Um, but the first two lines, um, you know, like I said, the saddest city lane, again, just loneliness. So we'll go to the third one now. Uh, the third stanza, I have stood still and stopped the sound of feet when far away an interrupted cry came over the houses from another street. So this one, I have stood still and stopped the sound of feet. What exactly does it, so I have stood, that almost made me wonder again, is this person guilty of something? Have they, have they stopped something or someone from, from making a sound? Um, someone crying out, someone, someone hurting, someone is an, an interrupt, an interrupted cry. Is it means, okay, so that's the first thing that I wonder is, or is this person just in this place that is, he feels threatened by it, that it's not so much that the city hasn't become a friend. It's really just almost like, like a prison for them. Like they can't get out of it, that they can't escape. Um, and in an interrupted cry, uh, there's all this, all these negative things happening around him, whether he caused it or they caused it or not. It, it seems like there's, there's a, um, there's a sense of dread, the crying out came from over houses from another street. So there's all this, um, like sadness or maybe someone's calling to this person. Um, so the, the next stanza, but not to call me back or say goodbye and further still an unearthly height, one luminary clock against the sky. Okay. So this one, but not to call me back or say goodbye. This screams to me grief, uh, grief of, um, losing someone, whether it's to death or a breakup or, um, of conflict or an argument or whatever. Um, 
that person has, isn't reaching out to this person again. Now, the the luminary clock against the sky, this one is, is interesting because this, I took this one literal, and I'll explain here in a second when we when we go back to what what other things, other opinions I found on this. That made me wonder if he's in London or if there's a giant clock. Um, that's what I what I took out of it. I took that literal one giant luminary, one luminary clock against the sky. Also the clock made me wonder if time is running out or there's a, if the clock is a, as a reminder of the inevitability of death or that time is standing still almost. It was when you're, when you're feeling that sense of dread and loneliness, the time seems like it slows down, doesn't it? It feels like it almost feels like we're in slow motion that time almost stands still and you're, you feel this hurt and loneliness and the time just doesn't move forward. We can't because in our own minds, we can't move forward and it, it gives us that sense of hopelessness. So also made me wonder, um, if this person is guilty of something because of the, the lines above about the watchman, um, are they worried about getting caught? Like time is, time is running out on them because the, Someone will find out what they've done or what they've seen. So I may be uh, way off on that one, but it's kind of where my mind went. So the last one. Uh, proclaimed the time was neither wrong nor right. I have been one acquainted with the night. Okay, so proclaimed the time was neither wrong nor right. Uh, that's, that my takeaway was, ne- is there never a good time to make these choices or these changes? Uh, have you become calloused? Are you accustomed to the grief? Have you just accepted your fate? Um, life, loss, and hopelessness, and time and, and uh, inevitability was what was what um, kind of struck me with these last two lines. And I have been one acquainted with the night. To finish on that line almost tells me that it's this person has accepted it, that they've accepted this is their life. Almost, I have been one. I'm acquainted with it. I've gotten used to it. It's become normal for me, but has it? That's the thing. So, a um, couple of um, a couple of interesting takeaways here from this one. Um, so, Carl um, Carl D. Albert, he's an author on the on the forum. He mentions that there's uh, seems to be a lot going on underneath the surface, but I'm struggling to grasp it. The poem effuses melancholy and loneliness and wandering night owl at peace. The fact that the narrator seems to be willing or seems to be, to be waiting to be called back or told goodbye definitely implies he's been hurt by someone. A lover is the first thing that comes to mind, but there's very little romantic or sexual about the word choice. Quote, one luminary clock against the sky, unquote, reminds me of a trip I just took to the desert where the moon looked like the, like a giant yellow f- uh, cloud face clock face in the sky. What sort of clock proclaims a time neither wrong nor right? Acquainted with the night, acquainted is such a curious word. It's not intimate, but then sometimes people intentionally undercut the depth of their relationship if there's something troubling about them. So it's, I, I didn't even realize that could be the moon because you can tell the time with the moon. Uh, it never occurred to me. So that's what's great about hearing all these different opinions. Um, also, Varsha uh, broke down line by line on the forum. Um, so these ones, um, let's see. 
I have the lines about walking in and out of the rain. Uh, she posts, um, some thoughts I had perverse, uh, perverse, um, the, the poem is fairly melan uh, melancholic, melancholic, like it's describing, just describing all the sadness that bring people to stay up at night and wander around in the dark. Ascribing sadness to city lanes, the source of sadness is wonder is the wanderer themselves. They're unwilling to meet eyes, not wanting to share vulnerability, perhaps. Also, um, though I gushed about the rain before, that's adding to the melancholy as well, overall. Um, so, really great. Um, I, this is why I love discussing literature and, and poems specifically. But yeah, I think the... The other things that, um, that, uh, well, first let me read, uh, Varsha mentions the, the last two lines, these lines, for instance, end on what feels to me like a positive note, almost like a statement that this will pass and everything will be all right. So that's, it's great the way that you're, you can take different things, take, have different takeaways from those last two lines, because I, I viewed those as acceptance and not so much of, of a positive, uh, more of just like, this is my life. This is what I've, this is what I've accepted. Um, and not proclaimed the time was neither wrong nor right. Uh, spoke to me as I'm, I, for whatever reason, I'm not going to make any changes and I'm just, the time's never right. That's what, uh, kind of my takeaway from it. But I mean, it, it all depends on who's reading it. That's what's great about it. Um, the, the other reaction, the other, you know, kind of like deep dives into this one I've, I've read from various different sites was, um, that it's a poem about loneliness. It's a poem about, um, depression and loss, grief. So of course I loved it. <laughs> so those of you who know me know I love some grief, but yeah, it's a, it's a great, uh, it's, it's a great poem, and um, I had a lot of fun kind of, I've been thinking about it all week. Uh, what I do is I sit down and I'll read each each stanza individually, and then I'll, or I'll read the whole thing, just like what I did here, and then I'll, I'll write some notes down after each one as we go. That way it's fresh. And uh, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you're enjoying these. Like I said, if you'd like to discuss on the forums, we have a thread for the forums there for it. And uh, go by, come by and, and discuss with us. Or if you'd like to join me, uh, let me know, and we can have some back and forth. Next week, I would like to discuss a, a another poem. It is called uh, "Mirrors" by Sylvia Plath, or I'm sorry, "Mirror" by Sylvia Plath. That'll be the one uh, next week. In the following week, we will be discussing another Sylvia Plath poem called "Lady Lazarus." So that'll be the next two. We'll go week by week. And we will be uh, discussing those. If you'd like to discuss with us, like I said, come by, say hello. And uh, and I'd love to, to have more people come in and chat with us. So I hope you enjoyed this. Hope these are, I, I learned something new on my own every time I do this. And like I said, I'm no expert. I'm just having a good time and trying to trying to appreciate the, the, the artwork, the art form. So until next time, we will talk to you soon.